Hello, everyone. Welcome to Minghui Radio, bringing you podcasts of stories relating to the persecution of Falun Gong in China, insights and experiences gained by practitioners during the course of their cultivation, special items of interest, and music composed and performed by Dafa practitioners. The following is an experience sharing article from the 2022 Japan FA Conference entitled Solidly Cultivating Myself While Making Phone Calls to China by a Falun Dafa Practitioner in Japan. The article was published on the Minghui website on October 18, 2022. Greetings, Benevolent Master. Greetings, Fellow Practitioners. The COVID pandemic kept escalating. Affecting our outdoor activities to clarify the truth to people. So I joined the international RTC platform to make phone calls to people in China. I'd like to share a few of my cultivation experiences and understandings with you. Part 1 Overcoming Human Notions and Treating Hardship as Joy. The biggest problem I faced when I first joined the RTC platform. Was that I did not have enough time. I have a job and needed to spend more than 10 hours per day at work, plus commuting back and forth. After I did the exercises in the morning, I went to work. When I came home, I had to take care of household chores, read the fa, practice my musical instrument, etc. If I wanted to make phone calls, I needed to hurry before people in China go to bed. This conflicted with the time I set aside to read the fa. What should I do? I had a dream in which Master and a few male practitioners had just finished their work and were sitting on a long bench. Master looked at me very benevolently. Just then, a practitioner walked into the yard and asked Master some questions. Master replied, They are studying the fa in the room. I realized there was a row of buildings on my right. I went there, looked in, and saw many practitioners, but I didn't recognize any of them. I woke up. After I woke up, I thought, wasn't that the RTC platform? I understood that Master was enlightening me, that I can study the FA with the international practitioners on the platform. After the big group cultivation exchange the next day, I heard the practitioner in charge say that everyone could go for FAF study now. I happily joined in. Since then, every morning after sending forth righteous thoughts, I joined the FAF study groups on the platform. By the time I go to bed, it is already past 3 a.m., I began doing the exercises after work. A problem arose after adjusting my exercise time to be done after work. I had no time to make dinner. However, I know that saving people cannot stop, so I prepare extra food on the days when I do not go to work. This saves a lot of time. During the process, I also eliminated my attachment to the notion of whether frozen food tastes as good as fresh food. Two years have passed. As I endured the hardship, I felt that my capacity expanded. My daily work is also not affected at all. Part 2 Remaining Calm and Peaceful Special projects require the entire platform's strength to eliminate the evil elements and save people on a large scale. 
During each project, everyone makes calls to one of the regions where the persecution is serious. One practitioner said that when she participated in a special project targeted at Beijing, she saw the evil elements gathered above the CCP compound in Beijing. When we began making phone calls, the evil in other realms was eliminated until the skies were clear. During one of these special projects, I once phoned a lady whose voice was very rude. I first wished her a happy new year. She immediately hung up. I called her and she picked up again. I said, Sorry I am calling from overseas and the line got cut off just now. I told her that the COVID virus was mutating and I said that many people were saying, Falun Dafa is good. Truthfulness, compassion, forbearance is good to stay safe. She said, You are Falun Dafa? Do not call me again. She hung up. I knew that she must have been poisoned by the CCP's lies, so I called her again. In order to get rid of her misunderstanding towards Falun Dafa, I told her that the Tiananmen self-immolation was a hoax and was fake news fabricated by Zheng Summin to slander Falun Dafa. Hearing that, she replied loudly, My neighbor was a Falun Dafa practitioner. All four of them in the family practiced Falun Dafa, and they all jumped from the building to commit suicide. I saw it personally for myself, and you are telling me that it is fake? Do not call me again. Get lost. She was very agitated and hung up. I really wanted to help her. I knew she was blinded by the party's lies, which was really pitiful. I called her again and she picked up again. I apologized and said, I am sorry, it is quite late already. I am really disturbing you now. I heard what you said just now. You must have very deep misunderstandings about Falun Dafa. Treating the Buddha Fa like the enemy is very dangerous. I am really worried about you, so I am calling you again. I will speak quickly so that I do not take up too much of your time. I told her that in John Falun, Master said, quote, For practitioners the rule is strict. There is to be no taking of life. Unquote. In his lectures from other regions, our Master also told us that suicide is sinful. Therefore, a true Falun Dafa cultivator would not commit suicide. People who commit suicide are definitely not cultivators of Falun Dafa. I suggested she read Chuan Falun. I told her how millions of people around the world practiced Falun Dafa. I asked her to read the book for herself. She said, If the United States is that good, why are there so many deaths in the pandemic? There are not so many deaths in China. After that, she hung up the phone again. A while later, I called her again and apologized to her again. Sorry to disturb you. Chinese who understand the truth say our phone calls are life-saving. If you are not able to survive the disaster safely due to your not being able to understand the truth, do you know how I will feel? I will feel very sad because I could not help you. Her attitude suddenly changed. She told me that she is working at the Political and Legal Affairs Committee. I told her that the CCP has been characterized by the international world 
as a transnational criminal group. Its persecution of Falun Dafa has already been designated as crimes against humanity, genocide, and torture, and that it has been regarded to be the same as the Nazis. I said that the persecution of Falun Dafa has already brought about the second punishment from the heavens. Take, for example, the pandemic. All the Wall Street companies, giant companies, and think tanks know about the CCP's persecution of Falun Dafa, live organ harvesting, the persecution of Uyghurs, Tibetans, and Christians. They also know about the Tiananmen Square incident that happened on June 4, 1989. However, due to their own benefits and gains, they remain silent about these matters and pretend they don't know. There is a Western saying that no snowflake in an avalanche ever feels responsible. This is the same. I told her that the CCP has always been lying. If you want to know the real death figures, according to reports online, in Wuhan alone, 40,000 ash urns for cremated remains were sold. She did not say anything but listened quietly. In the end, she sincerely said that she wanted to listen to Dafa songs. Throughout the whole process, I was not swayed by people's emotions. I just maintained a humble and peaceful attitude. Part 3. Looking Within the practitioners on the RTC platform come from all over the world. This big group environment is a very good cultivation opportunity. At one point, I was the practitioner in charge for one of the early morning fast study groups. I was presented with a situation that helped me examine myself. There are nearly 100 practitioners in our group. There are two coordinating practitioners, one being the main while the other one assists. I am in charge of the group that reads Chuan Falun. One day, the coordinating practitioner said that she thought we should read the Fa on the last page. The main coordinating practitioner was not there, and one practitioner replied saying, that in that case, let us read it. The other practitioners remained silent. I said that I would like to read it, but if the others did not want to read it, then we would skip it. The assistant coordinating practitioner asked me to ask our chat group to see what everyone else thought. I sent a message to our chat group. The participating practitioners began leaving comments. There were some differing opinions. On the third day, I felt that a decision should be made, so I asked everyone one last time. This time, the main coordinating practitioner suddenly said, Please stop. I was stunned and felt humiliated. I quietly began to complain. I asked, In that case, are you all going to confirm this matter? The main coordinator immediately replied, You stop first. I closed my phone and gradually calmed down. I thought, What was my mistake? Master said in Teachings at the Conference in the Western U.S., quote, Whenever you get into a conflict with others, I guarantee that it is because your attachment has surfaced and is quite obvious. If you don't seize that moment and you stay bullheaded and argue your points, 
The process of your stubbornly arguing is none other than that attachment showing itself. Unquote. I remembered to look within myself. Were all the reasons that the practitioners posted correct? I also expressed my opinion. If our comments are being read by everyone, wouldn't it be the same as messing up the fa? I continued to look within. There are so many practitioners in the group. I should just find a room to meet up and discuss the situation with the practitioners who read the fa with me. When I post these things to the group, isn't it creating a disturbance to the practitioner's cultivation environment? After looking inward, my heart calmed down. I felt remorse and quickly replied to the coordinating practitioner that I was very thankful for her timely reminder. I thanked her for taking time out to help settle the problems in the FA study groups, even though she was so busy. I had to go to work. It was 8 a.m. As soon as I opened my door, I held my breath. The sky looked very sacred, grand, and beautiful. Puffy clouds that looked like lotus flower seats floated in high and neat rows. The clouds started from my house and extended out into the distance, filling the whole sky. That afternoon, when I went home for lunch, the sky had not changed. The sacred and grand scene was still there, and the sky seemed especially quiet and peaceful. I know that Master was encouraging me. I understood that being able to look within when I meet with conflicts is a very big improvement in my Xinxing. When my Xinxing improves, the conflicts are quickly resolved. At the same time, I'm rejecting the old forces' arrangements. Part 4. Conclusion Having cultivated for so many years, what moves me the most is how practitioners cultivate so diligently. They are like sparkling and positive lights. Every practitioner is a particle of the Fa. Everyone cooperates to save people and validate the Fa together, progressing towards maturity. Fa rectification will soon be over and we can all feel how precious people are. Master wants every one of his disciples to do well on their own cultivation path. Therefore, we must remember our responsibilities. No matter what the circumstances, we must use the Fa as our guide. Only then will we be able to withstand the tribulations and not be swayed by an attachment to comfort. The closer to the end, the more diligent we should be. Kindly correct me if there's any room for improvement. Thank you for listening to the Minghui Radio Podcast. For more information, including news about the persecution of Falun Gong practitioners in China and experience sharing stories by practitioners around the world, please visit our website at en.minghui.org.